Hi, I'm Amanda. And I'm Kim. And this is The Department, a podcast about trends and how they define the world around us. Welcome to episode 49 of the department. Oh I didn't even realize we're almost at 50. Yeah, I don't know what happened to them, but it's it's big. It's major. Well, 52 is our one, well, technically, Techn- 50 might be our one-year anniversary. I got to look at a calendar, but we're getting close and we should think about doing <laughs> something special. It's a big deal. You know, a lot of people started podcasts during the pandemic. It was quite a trend. And a lot of those podcasts are done, and we're going strong. I think we're getting better with every episode. Agreed. So this episode is part two of our extra mini mini series, meaning a two-parter, <laughs> about the hottest pandemic trend of them all. You thought it was baking mm-hmm. bread. You thought it was sweatpants. <laughs> you thought it was nesting. No, it's trolling. <laughs> and just the act of generally being a jerk on the internet, the hottest trend just of the pandemic. The yeah, being just the worst. ruining someone's day by a simple comment. <laughs> yeah, just, just that easy. And, you know, mm-hmm. we've talked in the past about how some of those early pandemic trends, they left. They're gone already. I haven't mm-hmm. seen anybody make some bread in a while. But I do still see people being jerks on the internet. So this one... <laughs> Might be on its way to being a classic. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's really true. I mean, and I do think that we have to do a an episode on um, pandemic nostalgia because I was really <laughs> feeling it this week. Were you like, really? In what way? Yeah. Tell me. You know, just like there's like runway shows are happening and people are just kind of being generally like lame. And I'm just like, oh, <laughs> do you remember when we all kind of came together and – Everybody just felt like the greater good of the world was so much more important than like fashion or a party yeah. or like lipstick or whatever the hell, you know. That was just kind of an interesting time period. You know, not the actual pandemic itself, but just like how people related to each other and like you know, I I miss the the like the um the pillowcase trends and stuff. That was kind of fun. <laughs> I do feel like in a weird way people did come together more than they'd been a long time in a long time. And now it's like hot girl summer kind of sucks. Gross. It's annoying. I just see people doing things mm-hmm. that I you know what, honestly, I just don't think they should still be doing this stuff. I mean, the pandemic is not over and it's actually getting worse here in the United yeah. States with every passing day. This isn't a pandemic podcast, but you know. Uh, I did, I did find myself this week too, having like a strange longing for, I don't know, just like all the time that I had because I couldn't go anywhere and I could learn new things. And I was like, oh, there are all these other hobbies I wanted to pick up during It was quaint almost. It was like, I mean, it was, it was new. It was interesting. It was like, okay, how am I going to get groceries? And then you get the groceries and you're like, okay, well, I'm going to cook this trend. And, you know, it was just like. It was interesting. I guess it just like it just it shook up us our shook up our world a little bit. And yeah, you had so much time. Yeah, I I mean I'm a li- I'm not nostalgic for the pandemic because we're still in it, but I'm nostalgic mm-hmm. for lockdown. I guess 
Yes. Lockdown. For those of us who are introverts, uh, it was Mm -hmm. a good time. I mean, it was a scary, horrible time, but there was a certain, like, ah, okay, at least I'm here alone, you know, with my thoughts. (laughs) Now that I'm saying it, it sounds terrible, but I promise I know what you, you know what I mean, Kim. Of course. Oh my God. That was so great. I think maybe at the end of the year, we do a recap of some of the trends we talked about and where they are. That sounds kind of fun. We might be in lockdown again, but maybe it'll be a different lockdown. Mm. Probably it won't be a lockdown, but there might be. Anyway, in our last episode, we broke down all of the various subgenres of trolling, from snarking to cyberbullying. I think we talked about flaming. And we figured out who was trolling and why people behave badly on the internet. Also, it turns out that some of our friends and our family members mm-hmm. are definitely secretly trolling on the internet. And I don't know about you, Kim, but I've been obsessively for the past week trying to figure out which members of my friend group are assholes on the internet. <laughs> I'm keeping my eye out. I'm watching you all, okay? Well, now now you know, you know the um the the checklist, like what to look out for. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm I'm keeping an eye on some of you. Just mm-hmm. some of you should know that now. Today, we're going to get into the age-old question or at least as old as the internet question to feed or not to feed the trolls. Oh, oh, Amanda, I'm so excited about that. I think it's going to be fun, yeah. Uh, And we're also going to talk about how we, not that any of us here are trolls, but we might know people who are, and maybe we can give them some advice. We're going to talk about how to not become a troll. Mm -hmm. Um, I also just want to add a little plug right here, which I never do, but if you can't get enough of hearing my voice... This Wednesday, July 21st at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, I'm doing an Instagram Live with Isle, also known as at Period Isle on Instagram. And they're a super rad company that makes reusable period products for all people. No, this is not an advertisement. I'm so honored that they asked me to teach everyone about greenwashing. So that's what I'm going to be talking about. And I'm excited to share my knowledge about greenwashing with all kinds of people I've never met before. That's exciting. I know, right? So if you want to learn more about greenwashing or if you've always been curious about what I do over on Close Horse, come and check that out this Wednesday. Um, But first, or I guess now that I've, you know, plugged myself and we're getting ready to do some troll stuff, you know that Kim has a spiel. Let's let Kim (laughs) do her spiel. Oh, (laughs) all right. Well, please make sure to follow us on your preferred streaming service. And you know what? Take a step further. Have a if you have a friend or two that could you know really use a trend deep dive, please pass this on. You know, tell them about it. Share our Instagram with them, or send one of our favorite your favorite episodes uh, through our website, or even through whatever Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I believe you can just send a link to a friend. Um, it definitely helps get get us out there. Um, even if it's just friend by friend. Um, and if you don't already follow us on Instagram, you know, come on down to at underscore the underscore department, um, where you can find some show notes and some memes and just general funny content that we develop, um, kind of in regards to the episode the week and the week, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, But you can also find us on our website. It's thedepartment.world, where that also has show notes and lots of information and links to all of the articles that we find, you know, because we do spend a lot of time doing a lot of research. And we want to make sure that, um, you know, everyone who we quote is actually, you know, being linked um, (laughs) 
And then, of course, if you have a free moment, um, you know, please shoot us a star rating. And if you've got another free moment, a review. I actually saw, Amanda, that we have another new review. Um, I saw it. <laughs> it's short, but it's mighty. I saw it today. It's um, yeah. So thank you to all of you who write reviews because it totally makes my day. And I know it does Kim's oh too. We really appreciate it. Oh, I'm always so stoked. Me too. No matter mm-hmm. – I mean, you know, knock on wood, no one's been – mean yet but even still i'd be like wow someone listened and they had a feeling yeah. um and they hopefully they won't be a troll i mean actually that 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 does remind me you know how we talked about taylor lorenz um mm-hmm. on one of our last podcasts from the new york times i actually was listening to a podcast with her recently and she you know the, the podcast host was like well why don't you have a podcast didn't you have one and she's like yeah i had a podcast maybe it was like in the Audis, you know, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, like 2016 or something. And there was some trolls that decided to target her and just destroyed her um, her reviews on the podcast. Basically, all <sighs> gave her one stars and just like came after her. I think they like they, they struck a vengeance through, I think it was social media. They didn't like her for whatever reason, whatever it was absolutely unacceptable and then they all went after her on her podcast and just destroyed her ratings so oh. she just stopped doing the podcast well that makes me really angry i'm such a spoiler here i'm going to be citing another taylor lorenz article in the, today's Shut episode up. um really taylor if you're listening please come and be on our show we have so much to talk about we're big fans <laughs> uh we can talk about whatever you want <laughs> Um, I'm also just going to add that if you have a suggestion for an episode, you want to tell us about a trend we're missing out on, or maybe you have your own troll story, you have feelings about trolls, whatever, call our hotline number or send us a voice memo that you've recorded on your phone or computer and then like submit that via email. Mm -hmm. You can find all the details for for contacting us on our website. Once again, that's the department.world. And yeah, we love hearing from you. This week, we have one message from Rita, a.k.a. the Panty Witch, and I did, you know, I think we've mentioned this before, but I'm just going to bring it up again. Uh, Kim is the person who runs our Instagram account for the department, and I saw Kim and Rita having a little convo about how weak the new Trolls movies are, (laughs) (laughs) and I just wanted to say I 100% agree, Um, you know old school trolls that we remember from our childhood, the ones where you would like put them on your pencil and you would like sculpt their hair Mm -hmm. and then shake it and their hair would get all crazy. You know, that was peak troll, I think, of like good trollness, right? Why'd they change it? I don't know. They also made, I mean, this is a whole trend in itself. There was a trend in the aughts to suddenly make all of the classic so-called girls toys really sexy. Like they did it to My Little Pony. They made her thinner and flirtier and she wore high heels and had big eyelashes and stuff. Um, You know, they did it to Rainbow Bright. They did a strawberry shortcake. They did it to trolls. Uh, I think it's because of Bratz. Honestly, the success of Bratz just really like messed up everybody's perception of the kinds of toys children would enjoy. And that toy (laughs) was sexy. Like I, I may have dreamt this uh, maybe someone drew a picture of it and I'm remembering it as a real thing, but I swear at some point I saw a photo of a My Little Pony, a new sexy one wearing a thong, but maybe I'm imagining that. Oh. I don't know. If you know of what I speak, send it our way. 
I I have never I could never imagine that. It's terrible. But how would the how would the thong go through the I know, horse's the tail. tail? See, that's what I don't know. I don't know. Does the okay? Is it? Is there a hole? What like, I'm thinking on, is that, that just makes it even grosser. I know it's like a thong that's really like two straps that like the tail oh. comes through, but then the whole thing goes in the butt crack of the horse. I don't know. It's like the like, like the it's like the undies that like the panty. What is it called? Like the the bottomless panties or like – it's like the panties that are split. Oh, you mean like – You know, that you get them at the panties. sex stores. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm just like, <laughs> why are you wearing them at all? Anyway, maybe no, we need to do an episode on crotchless panties, uh, you know. Crotchless panties. See, also, <laughs> you know, candy panties and edible panties, mm-hmm. you know. Then it turns into Spencer's. But anyway <laughs> – Let's wait. What? Wait. 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 What? What are edible panties made of? Are they made of like f- like fruit fruit by the foot or something? Yes. Believe it or not, for the first time ever, I learned this just a few months ago. All my life, I had no idea. It's not like I thought about it a lot, but I don't know. They could have been made of crescent rolls, or mm-hmm. you know, I I I don't know. I don't know what I thought they were made of. But then when someone was like, "Uh, they're made by like f- out of like fruit roll ups," I was like, "Oh, oh, <laughs> uh, oh yeah. yeah, okay, adds up." Anyway, mm-hmm. let's listen to Rita's Rita, aka the Panty Witch's message. Hey Amanda, it's Rita, aka Panty Witch. I was just listening to your latest episode of the department on trolls, and I have a question for you. So, as a little backstory, I just moved from Seattle, very liberal, very young and vivacious, to the Olympic Peninsula to specifically a retirement community. And while moving, I joined a bunch of Facebook pages to look for housing and just different things on the peninsula, you know, be part of my community. And I'm still a part of those groups, even after finding housing. And we have a really big problem. I mean, I think a lot of the country has, I don't know if it's necessarily a problem, but having a hard time finding people to work service jobs and minimum wage jobs, especially in our retirement community, since a lot of the population doesn't work anymore. And there is a lot of a lot of drama around, you know, the drive throughs being backed up and the story is that us millennials do not want to work. Um and so I I guess they could be snarky, but I oftentimes leave comments kind of probing questions of, like, would you want to work for this and leaving statistics on, you know, how inflation is not met up with um, pay rates and just all that really fun stuff and get into some heated debates. Um, Am I a troll? Have I been trolling the elderly community? Do I need to delete my Facebook? Please let me know. Thanks so much. Bye. So Rita brings up a really good question here, which is, Mm -hmm. is it trolling when you're setting someone straight on the internet or at least trying to? I mean, my opinion here is no, but what do you think, Kim? No. I mean, you're basically trying to reduce false information. I mean, it would be, it might be taken as trolling trolling by the, by the person, but, but it, it's getting truth and honesty out there i mean it's the same thing about like trolling like trolling racists you know yeah yeah i mean that's what i think too like you if you know there's a lot of misinformation out out there obviously we've talked about this before we all know it it's frustrating as hell and i like to 
vanquish trolls when I can with uh, facts. Just send them tons of links until they like are like so irritated they they block me. Um, but I do think like. <laughs> I the kind of stuff Rita is talking about I see all over my Facebook. So I was thinking about Facebook the other day and how like I don't use Facebook in the way that I did five or ten years ago, where it would be like commenting on my friends' posts and making my own posts and sharing articles and stuff. I actually exclusively show use Facebook via a series of groups that I'm in. So like I am in groups that are fighting for you know unemployment rights. I'm in groups for yard sales out here in Lancaster County and uh, the Buy Nothing group. And, you know, there's a plant lovers or plant fanatics of Lancaster County, like that kind of stuff. I'm in groups for that. People who love vintage furniture and whatnot. And that's actually like a really fun experience. Um, And you feel like you actually get something out of Facebook, you know, like information. But even in the like uh, yard sale Facebook group, people will come in there like blasting through the wall like the Kool-Aid man. Uh, to come in there and be like, all you losers who like sit on the couch and collect unemployment to go get a job because you know what? Sonic is closing because none of you work there. And you're like, oh, go fuck yourself. That's your first response, right? But then it's like, Sonic is closing. <laughs> yeah. It's actually well, why like, you go work there. Yeah. Well, that's a great comeback, right? That's a classic one. Hey, how would you like to live on $8 an hour? Here you exactly. go. Go work there. It's not even worth it. Yeah, exactly. It's so stupid. And like, just all that stuff. I mean, everything Rita said, I was like, yeah, been there, done that. Mm-hmm. I get it. And I do think if you have the strength to pre- share as much truthful information as you can when you encounter untruthful, incorrect information, I think it's a good use of your time. Um, it's be- an ethical form of, of trolling. Right, right. And I do think, like, listen, Maybe the first time you respond, like, actually, did you know that, like, uh, mm-hmm. to live where we live, you actually need to make $17 an hour to afford rent? Or, you know, like, mm-hmm. re- these are facts I'm making up, but there are facts similar to this, where you live. Or, like, actually, in our state, the unemployment rate is 17%. And, you know, there's, like, only there's only 1 million job openings and we need 17 million or something like that. These are all extremely made-up numbers. But, like, and then citing your sources – I know that first time someone's going to get mad at you. That stuff is still getting into their consciousness. I swear. I swear. Mm-hmm. You just have to hear it enough until it becomes true. I actually was reading about a trend, and I I do not remember what it's called, but it's something called like, like fairy bombing or something. And it's where like Gen Z kids are going on to um, like boomer, you know, like Facebook things and dropping truth bombs. Wow. But then followed up by like fairy sparkles like emojis of like sparkles <laughs> and things i love so it it's like little truth bomb and then like little like sparkles and I'm like a little fairy, you know, fairy I like dust or something. I like, yeah i like this yeah so i uh, yeah rita i say keep up the good work and i was also thinking i was like whoa you know it's weird there's this kind of trolling that is like where you're trolling yourself kind of because you just take it upon yourself to go on the internet without provocation and say foolish, incorrect, and trolly stuff. Yes. Like it's not even a response to anything. You just had to get it out. And we need a name for that. So if anybody has a name for when you kind of troll yourself by being a troll when no one's asking, yeah. unsolicited trolling, I don't know what it is. But um, I see so much of that where I'm like, what are you even doing here? Get out. We're talking about houseplants yeah, in this group. Get out of 
out of here. Yeah, like, someone exactly. needs to revoke your social media privileges until you actually understand what you're talking yes. about. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, another question that I get a lot on Close Horse is, you know, I'm always telling people like, hey, you should tweet at and comment on the Instagrams of brands who you know are using forced labor or aren't paying like a living wage or, you know, right. doing engaging in really wasteful environmental practices. And, you know, a lot of people are like, I feel awkward like a troll when I do that. And I'm like, dude, mm-hmm. I get it too. But guess what? You're like not. First off. It's putting pressure. Yeah. So much pressure. Yeah. It's really stressful. And if you're any kind of decent person, you feel weird mm-hmm. doing it, but it's not trolling. I promise. It's like making them do their jobs and letting them hear that these things matter to you. Um, and it's a yeah. good thing. It's a good thing. Yeah, you and you can say it. You don't have to be a total asshole when you say something. Yeah, it's exactly. Just, be it's professional. Just, yeah, yeah, exactly. Just be professional, and you know, I think you're right. It's like if that if those voices are being heard more and more and more, it does get back. It gets back to corporate, you know, because obviously the person who's managing the social media account has no has no ability to decide where things are being produced, but they can bubble that up. You know, we're like, oh my God, we're getting a lot of noise on our social channels about, you know, fair wage and ethics and things like that. You know, like, like that's how it gets out there. You know? Yes. And other people see your questions and comments and it, it, yes. it turns into a conversation starter for them. It like educates them. Like, I don't want to I don't want to call anyone out here on the pod, but there's someone who is in our community who listens to Clothes Horse, who also listens to the department. I know because they've called in before and they will tag me sometimes when they are posting Mm -hmm. on accounts for like brands that are using like Uyghur forced labor. And I see other people ask them about it. Like, what is that? Tell me more. And then they explain it. And people are like, oh, my God, like you just – I had no idea you just changed my life or my opinion of this brand. And so mm-hmm. I think it feels weird if you're a nice person to question anything on the internet, but I can assure you it's not trolling. Oh, and yeah, I, I mean if it wasn't clear before about the, <laughs> the person on the other end, it is most – you know, it's not, a, it's not a customer service person, but it's like it's like a person who, who – you have to be respectful of them because obviously mm-hmm. it's and they put up. Some it's not bullshit. easy for them. Yeah, they get people sending them DMs like, "Where's my order at? You're a bitch." So be, yeah. be nice. Just be like, "Hey, what are you doing about this?" Don't be like, yeah. "Hey, hey, slut." I don't even know yeah. what that would be, but just like, yeah, yeah, be nice. Just ask. Be put on your business hat and ask it like business. To feed the trolls or not to feed the trolls. This is something the entire internet is debating, has been debating for years, much like the debate over whether or not Crocs are cute. Also going on for years, right? Mm -hmm. I would say trolling and Crocs are kind of like all we talk about on the internet these days. Okay. (laughs) That might be an overstatement. But if you're unfamiliar with the term feed the trolls, it just means you don't hang out on Reddit as much as me and you shouldn't feel shamed. You probably have other things to do. (laughs) And as we do with all things, things that are important in life, we're going to go consult Urban Dictionary. That's where we get all of our best information about Mm -hmm. the internet. And the Urban Dictionary defines feeding the trolls as when you reply to a troll or a group of trolls on the internet, usually angrily and while showing signs of being offended. When you do this, you give the trolls the attention that they crave. You're responding in the way that the troll wants you to respond. And you get upset over something that someone posted on the internet. Now, I am just going to spoil it all by saying that I have a lot of problems with that definition. And we're going to break them down, right? 
There are tons of definitions for feeding the trolls on Urban Dictionary, but they all make the same points over and over again. That first off, reacting to a troll on any level just encourages them and gives them what they want. Mm-hmm. It, these also, these definitions also imply that it's fundamentally embarrassing to react to a troll because it's our job, us, us the not the trolled, the trollees, I don't know what we are, to go high when they go low, like we're Michelle Obama, you know? Mm-hmm. And when we encounter a troll, rather than engaging, we should just simply report them to the moderator or the social media service. I'm just going to go ahead and say here that on Facebook, where, like I said, I rarely post, but I participate in a lot of groups, I am a report-aholic. Anytime someone's being a dick, I report them immediately. That's because I see how trolling negatively affects my own mental health. Even when I'm just observing it, it got it gets me upset. And I don't want others to have to deal with it, you know? I mean, and they take it pretty seriously, too. They do. It seems like it. Shockingly. Well, and one of the great things about both Reddit and Facebook is that, you know, you're when you're in a subreddit or in a group on Facebook, there are moderators there who are just moderating that activity. And so they will get a message and they will, you know, hand out the punishment, block the person, whatever, you know? It's a more immediate... uh, for the most part, immediate results, right? We talked in the last episode how trolls have been abusing the moderation process on mm-hmm. Reddit as a way of trolling trans people. But in general, if you report these things on Facebook, in groups at least, and on Reddit, you generally will see some sort of re- resolution that makes you feel good, that makes you feel like the situation is diffused, right? Yeah. Um, exactly. You're going to notice that I didn't say Instagram. <laughs> Right? Yes. Let's break down all this Urban Dictionary advice here and why I have a problem with it. Um, This idea that not feeding the trolls by ignoring them and reporting them to moderators, et cetera, is the best tactic. Well, one of the places where I have never, literally not even one time, had success reporting harassment and trolling when I witness it is on Instagram. Instagram will pull a post immediately if there's a hint of nipple, I swear to God. (laughs) That's true. Right? But I've never seen true bullying and harassment dealt with in a useful way. I still keep thinking of that time I commented on a Diet Prada post. And while people were trolling me Mm -hmm. and being dicks, the main thing is that I saw tons and tons of the comments on that post that were blatantly, blatantly racist and anti-Semitic. And Instagram didn't do anything about them, you know? God, yes. I that is that's so troubling. Right? Right? Like I reported some people who were sending me really extremely harassing threatening messages about vegan leather. And yes, it did make me feel like a narc. I didn't think that I would ever find myself doing that. All Instagram suggested to me was to block those people. Like the onus was on me. Like yeah. it was almost as if like you were asking for it, you know? The thing about blocking someone on Instagram that maybe if you're like a decent upstanding person who doesn't go around spending an awful lot of time harassing people on social media is that you can just on Instagram specifically, you can just create another account and another account and another account. Yeah, absolutely. Add infinitum. It's, it's, if someone's really aggressive and has nothing to do. Yeah, Exactly. Have you have you had people create other accounts and come back after you? I think so, and I've blocked them. Um, and mm-hmm. now, so one of one of the ways that I mean, this is like the easiest way to tell that someone is a creating account, probably just for bullying, is that 
There's there's no uh, profile photo. They don't have any posts. Yes. They don't have any followers. They just follow people. Um, sometimes people do that because they just want to browse Instagram without like any trace of them, which is fine too. But like every time I get a new follower on Instagram and I see that they don't have a profile photo, I kind of hold my breath and like I'm mm-hmm. afraid, you know. Um, that's the thing about Instagram. If you're really down to harass someone, you can – continue to do it for a long time. It's just like the slipperiest and easiest place for trolling because you can just keep doing it. You can also, you know, create a fake account to spy on your ex-boyfriend. You know, you can create a fake account just to post stuff that you would be embarrassed to post somewhere else that you don't want your family and friends to see. You know, that's like what a Finsta is in a lot of ways, right? Like a spam account. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, you know, you could do the catfishing thing, create yeah. a whole new identity. Exactly. And people do it. People do it. Instagram is a really easy place to do that. And I mean, you know, as I've talked about on the pod in the past, I'm a big fan of Catfish the Show. And one trend I have seen over the past few years is that more and more of this catfishing is beginning on Instagram because mm. it's easier. Facebook has made it harder to create a fake ad- identity. Instagram is like, whatever, you know? <laughs> and Instagram has the most users. So it's it is it's scary. Um, Instagram is testing a new feature called limits that will allow mm. you to restrict abusive and harassing comments from sort of like entire swaths of people that they pull together based on hashtags they use, that kind of thing. It's currently only in the testing phase, so it's limited to select users right now, but it does seem like a useful tool. The app will recommend groups of accounts that you may want to limit comments and messages from. You'll get the option to select whether or not you want to limit accounts that are not a part of your followers or recent followers, because that's another thing. You know, for a long time, people who were getting trolled would be like, okay, I'm limiting comments to people who follow me with the assumption that someone would never go as far as following you in order to troll on you. But actually people are like, yeah, I'll follow you right now so I can troll and then unfollow you. So it would also uh, prevent brand new followers from being able to comment for a while, or at least they might comment, but no one will see it. So it's kind of smart. Um, After you choose who you want to limit, you won't see comments and messages from those individuals. But this puts the responsibility of safety on you, the user, not on people who want to abuse you and not on this massive company that's making a ton of money off of your presence there. And it doesn't hold trolls accountable. You know, I started to go down this weird rabbit hole because as I was thinking about what I'd seen on various platforms in terms of trolling, it just seemed like on Facebook it's pretty extreme these days. Mm -hmm. And I started researching just specifically with Instagram. And man, Time and time again, even when I wasn't specifically looking for information about trolling and Instagram, I would find yet another article, yet another statement about how Instagram has a long way to go in terms of fighting hate speech, harassment, and abuse on its platform. Many, many, many people have found themselves reporting abuse on Instagram, and they have found no solution or outcome. I yeah, I read absolutely. one article where a, an employee from Instagram said that for at least six months, the report feature led to a dead link. Like they just <sighs> didn't care. 
Uh, what's do you know what TikTok is like? Is TikTok any better? Is that why people I use didn't that now? see anything about that? I think it's really a lot easier there to just turn off your comments, and that's that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I haven't seen people being shitty on t- TikTok, you know. So I don't know. I'm Maybe sure it's are. a better. I'm sure they are too, but I think it's a lot easier to just boot them from from your feed or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um. A lot of people who have reported issues to Instagram either just like never hear back or they receive a message saying that it doesn't qualify as abuse, which is like the last thing anyone wants to hear. It feels gaslighty. Like what does qualify as abuse then? If you go on Twitter and sort of search for this, there are just tons and tons of people who are taking screenshots of abuse they've experienced and pairing it with Instagram's like default message that it's not abuse. And it's it's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. But this thing with Instagram goes back years. It's not a new problem, but Instagram just isn't prioritizing fixing it. So it's time for us in this episode to mention Taylor Lorenz, as we like to do. Um, She wrote a 2018 article for The Atlantic called Instagram Has a Massive Harassment Problem. And it really confronts the reality of harassment on Instagram. The company is 100%, and this doesn't surprise me at all, coming from a business background, prioritizing growth over its users. I mean, you and I have worked places where it was like, sure, we could make better clothes or fix the website or offer better health care, but like we really need to focus on growing our business, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's like par for the course. Instagram's approach to this is like, listen, like we don't want to lose any users in the process of changing things. And whether you are a user with just a few followers or millions of followers, you're really vulnerable to these the repercussions of pretending that abuse isn't important to deal with, right? Instagram has done a few PR campaigns over the past few years expressing its commitment to ending mm. online bullying. I remember some of them actually, like the Kindness Project or something like that. And I remember for... A long time, Instagram was really presenting itself as the, like, friendliest, nicest place, like the best, most open, you know, optimistic, positive social media platform. And it did feel like that for a tiny bit in the beginning. But that feeling is long gone, is long gone, Mm -hmm. right? Despite all these campaigns over the years that have been, like, anti-bullying, they haven't done anything actually tangible to change the bullying on Instagram. Uh, it's just so sad to hear. I had no idea. So this article from our new best friend, Taylor Lawrence, mm-hmm. she actually gets to talk to a bunch of Instagram employees anonymously. And it was really, really eye-opening. We're going to link to this article, and I suggest you go read the whole thing because there are many, many great quotes from employees there as well as just from pe- different people who have different levels of followers who have experienced harassment, people of all ages, and their stories are all, they kind of prove that like this, anyone is vulnerable on Instagram. So one Instagram employee told Lorenz that Instagram's anti-bullying rhetoric, quote, doesn't seem connected to what's actually going on in the company. It's because, you know, they're focusing on growth. They're not actually Mm -hmm. focusing on bullying, but they're telling the world that they are. Another I mean, with a dead link for six months. I know, Jesus. I mean, come on. Another employee said, quote, the focus is still on getting people to spend more time, getting more users, and getting it more is. revenue. 
That doesn't mm-hmm. change much internally. There's been a lot of effort to shape the narrative, but the reality is that it doesn't drive business impact because the reality is for many, many people, no matter what they experience on Instagram, they're going to stay on Instagram. And I think about this article being from 2018, and we've already seen, in 2020 especially, Instagram shift more and more into being a shopping destination, right? Mm -hmm. They have a lot of new ways that they make revenue, and the most important way for them to get there is to have as many users as possible scrolling as much as possible. When you start cracking down on behavior, less people are going to show up, you know? Or more people will feel more comfortable being there, you know? I know, right? I mean, that's the other side of the coin, right? Which is what I think. Sometimes I open my Instagram. The first thing I see is someone being an ass and I just close it. I'm like, I'm done, you know? I'm I'm so curious what the numbers are on bullies and um and revenue. Like <laughs> are bullies a high profit group? Or are are they the opposite, you know? Like I feel right. like that's like a really interesting data point. That I mean, that would be, be great too. I don't know how you get that data point. You um because you have to get someone to admit that they're a bully. I guess you could use AI to comb Instagram for and track people that. being jerks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then see how much they actually shop. Like yeah, exactly. That's really obviously easy for you know, this type of business. But what if it turned out that they spend the most money? <laughs> Yeah, if they spend a ton of money because they're constantly on there and they're just so, you know, pissed off at life yeah. that they, they're just using, you know, whatever, whatever they're like, they're like shopaholics trying to use um, shopping to replace the the hole in their black heart, mm-hmm. just buying whatever the hell yeah, is Yeah, see, it featured. might be that way. And in that case, then they're like, okay, we're going to really ramp it up. Yeah. And, you know, enable and support bullies more than ever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, like, let's make a, like, let's make a pro-bullying network. Yeah. Oh. Well, like I said, I do feel like my reports are taken more seriously on Facebook and Reddit. Like, I see immediate mm-hmm. results. I have not on Instagram. So I do know that some platforms are doing a better job than others, but it's still not perfect, right? And I still, once again, is like, I don't think it's, I mean, I hate to say it's not fair, but like, react. The reality is it's not fair that it should be up to us mm-hmm. to do all the work to protect ourselves from bullies. Sorry. If you came over to my house and Brenda kept biting you, I wouldn't say, Kim, you need to do something about getting Brenda not to bite you. I would take Brenda yeah. out of the room, you know? <laughs> yeah. right? I love that Brenda's getting brought into this as a troll. <laughs> She's a little trolly sometimes. She's a little trolly. So – Okay, let's go back to Urban Dictionary here, right? And they give you this advice about reporting trolling. And I do think you should take the advice to do that. But I also don't think you should get your hopes up that that's going to change anything. Because just there's no data around this, but like the internet is filled with anecdotal evidence that it doesn't change anything. I do recommend that you block, block, and block some more. The first time I blocked someone on Close Horse, I felt really weird. Like I was like mm-hmm. censoring someone or something. Um, and then I was like, yeah, fuck that. They don't get to talk to me like that. They can go somewhere else yeah. and be mean. And it felt really good. And now I block anytime someone's being a jerk. I mean like egregious jerk, you know. It's not – if you disagree with me, I'm not going to block you. But if you're just saying mean stuff to me or calling me a bitch or whatever, then you need to go. <laughs> You know, because we don't know each other. We don't know each other. Um, And I wouldn't get in a fight with my friends or family like that in public on the internet either or in public in general. I try to avoid that sort of stuff. Um, 
But this idea that Urban Dictionary and plenty of other blogs out there and probably advice that your mom would give you. My mom would give me this kind of advice actually when I was a kid to ignore people who were mean to me because they were just Mm. jealous or some nonsense. It was like Mm -hmm. what you're required as a mother to say to your children. Ignoring trolls is hard. And most importantly, it doesn't seem to work. In fact, it allows people who engage in shitty behavior on the internet, who hurt others, to feel like it's okay and excusable, and it's not. I read an amazing essay where the title was in all caps called Don't Feed the Trolls and Other Hideous Lies. It comes from The Verge. I urge you all to go read it because it's very lengthy. I could never cover the whole thing here. But it really nailed this thinking for me, that feeling that it's just fundamentally unfair and incredibly naive to advise us to just ignore the trolls and carry on with life as if nothing bad happened. It's like your mom saying, ignore the kids at school who tease you while you still have to go to school with them every day. And it doesn't make you feel better, right? You can't ignore them, really. They're there every day. Well, what's who was the guy that used to stand outside your classroom door and like, Gary call Duke? You ugly? Gary Duke. Duke. Yeah, yeah. I tried to Rude. ignore him. You what know a what? Troll. Actually, you know, in the last episode we talked about like how did we troll people before the internet? Apparently, mm-hmm. standing outside homeroom is an effective way to troll. And like, I will tell yeah. you, I would ignore him, and he would just say it again and louder mm-hmm. and louder, and just escalate it. You know, and like then find me after class and say something oh. awful to me again. Like that, Gary Duke was an IRL troll. Yeah, he <laughs> was. If he's on the internet the right dark, now trolling. The dark triad, The dark right? triad right there, yeah. Yeah, so this article from The Verge has a really, really great paragraph that I'm going to share right now because um, I think it, it really – It really nails my feeling about not feeding the trolls. It says, the premise of don't feed the trolls implies that if you ignore a troll, they will inevitably get bored or say, oh, you didn't nibble at my bait? Good play, sir. And then tip their cap and go on their way. I like to imagine that they say that in a British accent, but I can't (laughs) Uh, do one, so I'm not going to subject you to that. Ask anyone who's dealt with persistent harassment online, especially women. This is not usually what happens. It turns out this is also what not what happens outside eighth grade homeroom. Instead, the harasser keeps pushing and pushing to get the reaction they want with even more tenacity and intensity. It's the same pattern on display in the litany of abusers and stalkers, both online and off, who escalate to more dangerous and threatening behavior when they feel like they are being ignored. Mm -hmm. In many cases, ignoring a troll can carry just as dear a price as provocation. What do you think of that? I, you know, I, I absolutely agree. I was, I'm so curious, like how, okay, when trolls are on the webs on, online or whatever, and they're trolling people, I mean, I'm sure there's like a bunch of different types of trolls where trolls are like specifically picking people out. They're like taking precise notes so they can go back and like see what happens. Mm-hmm. And then are there trolls that just are trolling and are, do- are doing so much trolling they don't even know who they've trolled. That's a good call too. Like they're just trolling all over the place all sloppily. Like they're not Yeah. They're not, you know, targeting anyone in particular. They're not keeping a spreadsheet of who they trolled when. I mean, that's a really good point. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there are many different uh strategies for trolling. You know, you can uh, yeah. pick one, you can spread it all over. <laughs> I'm definitely sure there's some that are just like seriously targeting a few separate people. 
Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they know exactly what's happening. They know when they're being ignored. Yeah. Yeah. And that es- that makes them escalate. Mm-hmm. So this essay goes on to liken trolling to a missing step in a stairwell. And I'm going to try to explain this to you uh, in as clear as way as possible. <laughs> so most people, if they approached a stairway, right, and it was missing a step on the way up, they would hop over it the first time, right? They would They would be, like, horrified or troubled by it. But then – they would kind of just get used to it after a couple of times you're going up and down those stairs. Like it would just become part of the routine. I mean, seriously, like if you've ever had a phone whose battery was starting to die, you just get used to all these different tricks to work with that phone every day, right? Like yeah, now I keep it plugged it. in all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Put it on airplane mode when I'm not home and stuff like that. And then like the day you get a new phone and you're like, wait, <gasps> what? I can run oh. more than app at a time, you know, like, yes, like, this is this is the same kind of thing, right? This is More a be- than one app at a time. I've Dustin's totally phone there. had reached that point, and I was like, "Okay, listen. If you can only run one app at a time, we have to get you a new phone." But like, this is—I mean, these are this is human nature. We all do this with all kinds of things in our life. So people would get used to this stairway with its broken stair. Anytime a new person would approach the stairwell and mention that missing step to all the other people who just gotten used to it. They might even refer to it as like, hey, this is like kind of dangerous. Like someone could fall if they didn't see it. Mm-hmm. The people around them would be like, oh, man, you're kind of like a worry word or like a ninny. Mm-hmm. Like it's no big deal. Just hop over it. And then that person feels ashamed for calling out the fact that, you know, it is kind of dangerous to be missing a step, right? It is. Over time, people would be like, if Ki- like Kim, if you saw the stairwell and you just kept bringing it up, like, hey, we should get this fixed. You know, like what if – Someone with a cane comes to visit or something. Kids. Like, Kids, yeah, exactly. Or someone who's really short. They would be like, oh, Kim is just so annoying and high maintenance with her mm-hmm. insistence that we fix that stare, right? Except that missing step is a big deal to people with mobility issues who just can't leap over it, people who are wearing slippery shoes or high heels, people who just came in from the rain, people with crutches or weak ankles, or maybe they're That's just a carrying a whole bunch of coffees for their mm-hmm. coworkers. Right, yeah. This step is a big deal. I mean, office, so like, I keep picturing this is in an office, and like, if your boss is not going to fix the stairs, you should quit. Seriously, this, this is effed up. But Trolling is kind of the same as that missing step. It's easy to ignore if you maybe already have the option of, you know what, skipping the steps altogether and taking the elevator, right? Then it's like, what? Who, why is everyone worrying about these stairs? I took the elevator. But for women and LGBTQ plus individuals, mm-hmm. people of color, anyone who doesn't look like our media standards of beauty, it's not even just one missing step anymore. It's tons of missing steps with rusty nails sticking out everywhere, and there's no way to get to the top easily. And none of those people, they have access to the elevator that would allow them to skip all those broken stairs and get there safely. I mean, this basically describes so many (laughs) instances, not just for trolls. I'm like, oh, God, this sounds like so many jobs I've had. (laughs) Seriously. Yeah, yeah. This one really – that metaphor really – really struck home for me. And I was like, it applies to a lot of things in my life where I'm like, oh, this thing sucks. I guess it's on me to get used to it Mm -hmm. because I feel that pressure, like that everyone else is around me. is like, well, this is how it is. And you're like, oh, I guess I'm making a big deal by thinking it's not okay. And you feel guilty. You like self-gaslight. Yeah. Yeah. 
telling us to ignore the trolls, to not feed them, ignores the most frightening fact of all, which is, yes, many jerks on the internet are totally decent people behaving badly. But a lot of others are just there to be sadistic. We talked about that dark triad of personality characteristics. And whether the troll is a decent person having a bad day or a true monster, trolling affects both the person being trolled and the community around them in really terrible ways. It affects people's mental health. It affects their ability to feel confident about speaking their minds Mm -hmm. or sharing things that are important for being active in their communities. You know, like going back to the step metaphor, if you brought up to your boss that the stairs were broken, you would be labeled as a troublemaker. And so you would probably not bring it up again, right? It's kind of the same thing with trolling. Trolling affects everyone around us, um, whether we're choosing to ignore it or not. The same essay from The Verge goes on to say, quote, the more tangible effect of ignoring trolls is to silence the victim and the reality of their abuse or worse. And that's how I felt a lot of these Urban Dictionary definitions worked. Blame them for it. Far t- for far too many people who promoted this idea, the true goal was silence to avoid facing what is happening and the impossible responsibility of it. And I don't know if you remember in the last episode, I talked about how that one study by the UN said that when women experience something negative on the internet, they would just change the way they use social media or pull out altogether. Mm-hmm. What? Avoidant. It's avoidant behavior. Yeah, it's just, perfectly. It's easier to be avoidant than to deal with because also you're constantly getting this like minimization or negative feedback about about how you shouldn't should and shouldn't behave. So it's just easier to just avoid the whole thing. Right. And it's real. I mean, it silences you, right? Yeah. And it like, does. I mean, going back to all of our nostalgia for lockdown, mm-hmm. you uh-huh. know, maybe before you could kind of like not be on the internet that much and still feel connected to people. But during lockdown, that was our lifeline mm-hmm. to other people. Imagine being too afraid to engage because of trolls. You miss out on human connection and community and meeting new people and finding people who share your passions and interests. And I just – that makes me really sad to think about. So the writer of this essay and a whole lot of other people across the internet feel that the way to truly stop trolling is to hold the trolls accountable, which is like, duh, come and fix the stairs. Like, yeah, they need, like, a full-on psychologist to develop a system. Right. That will, like, break down a sadistic person's behaviors and understand how to, like, negate them. I mean, it's just, like, rather than telling us all to hop over the broken stair, just fix the stairs. Mm -hmm. and. The, the reality is that trolls need to be banned. They need to have their accounts mm-hmm. suspended rather than just expecting their targets to just suck it up and ignore it. But it should be fined. Like, it should be worse than that. There I know. Should be a I lot, mean, I think that is interesting because that's another thing I've noticed. And I don't have to, I don't have any specific research on this, just stuff I was reading as I was working is like, you know, you can't call the police or the FBI and be like, so-and-so said they wanted to murder me because I think vegan leather is made of plastic, you know? Like, they'd be like, well, good luck for you, and, like, hang up yeah. because there isn't, like, there There's are no, no accountability. Legal, yeah, there are no yeah. legal ramifications for abusing and terrorizing people on the internet, which is fucked up. Um, 
Also, there is a lot of fear on the part of these social media platforms going back to Instagram and us being like, okay, well, how much revenue comes from trolls versus like decent people who are afraid to use Instagram because they're being trolled? Banning and suspending accounts leads to drama of like massive all caps drama, boycotts, lost revenue. I would just cite as an example here, one of the most famous trolls of all time. Look at all the MAGA people who lost their shit when Trump was banned from Facebook and Twitter. You know, they tried to go start their own social media platform. That's right. Oh, Oh my God. I can only imagine. But that raises questions. So you're like, okay, okay, I get it. Okay, so Instagram, Facebook, whatever. You don't want to lose these users because you, you would see a decline in ad revenue, sales, that kind of stuff, right? Okay, I get that. But how about you ask yourself a bigger question, Am I okay with bad people being my customers? Like, yes, holding trolls accountable could be bad for business, but do you care about business that comes from bad people? It's kind of like choosing people over profits just a little bit. Yeah. And the, well, then also the businesses themselves are getting, you know, they're getting these purchases by trolls. Like the trolls have got to be then trolling the businesses too. Oh, like, I'm sure. I can't imagine that their behavior is much better when oh, they purchase something. For sure. Like I – one thing I've noticed is if you feel comfortable trolling a stranger on the internet, you're mm-hmm. extra comfortable trolling a small business. Exactly. You, know? um, you just love it. It's like it's like it, it feeds you. Yeah, it does. I recommend it for anyone who's listening who doesn't follow this account on Instagram. It's, it's called Small Biz Memes. Mm-hmm. It's both hilarious but also just like, oh. There's been times where I'm like – I I, I – because they post a lot and it'll be like the morning and I'll just wake up and that'll be like the first thing that comes up and I'll just be like, ooh, that is just not something I need to see today. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's but sometimes, sometimes they're hilarious, you know. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I, if I see a really grim one, I have to find a hilarious mm-hmm. one just to like mm-hmm. balance mm-hmm. it out. Okay, well, let's talk about feeding the trolls, which seems to be the other option. If we're all agreeing that perhaps ignoring them is not is not the path forward, which I think we're, I think we're all agreeing with, right? Um, we let's talk about feeding them, aka confronting them, engaging with them, talking to them. So, I want to talk about Shrill, which has a famous wolf to me. Uh, trolling arc, and I know Kim knows about it. So, Kim, do you want to tell everyone what happens on Shrill with the troll? Oh my gosh, I don't feel like I would be able to give it the due justice. Just summary. I haven't Just seen it. Summary. Oh, she wrote. She was writing an article, right, um, mm-hmm. about being comfortable in her body. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And there was a troll that came on, you know, a very fat phobic troll who um, was posting a bunch of hate messages towards her, right? Mm-hmm. And they were horrible. That's uh, that's all I can really recall. So she went to that. her ho- his house to confront him. That's right. It was weird. Like he – if you haven't watched this, you should go watch it because there's a lot more nuance that we're missing here. But like when she first confront- confronted him, suddenly he got kind of flirty. Well, he got a little <gasps> apologetic and right. flirty and wanted her to come in for a drink. And when she said no, like because like why would I do that – then he just like got even nastier and basically said all the same stuff he'd been like commenting on the internet like yeah. to her face and she smashed his window. Um, he comes back in season two. There's a lot more that goes on. But ultimately like there was this moment when I was watching that where I was like, oh my God, are they going to have him be like her love interest now? 
because I'm going to get pissed. Like that's they not can't. how trolling works. Before it, it didn't. It didn't. <laughs> so shrill. That's awesome. not how trolling works. <laughs> yeah, but I I was starting to feel like, are you kidding? like I was watching it with Justin? I was like, that better not be what I think is think is going to happen, and then didn't, which is good because it's a good show. Um, mm-hmm. Well, so Shrill stars Aidy Bryant, and it's actually based on Lindy West's stories. Uh, Lindy West is a writer. Uh, she writes for Jezebel, among other things, or did write oh, okay. for Jezebel, among other things. And she wrote a book actually called Shrill, highly recommended, five stars from Amanda McCarty. In, in real life, West has had to deal with trolls all day, every day, just ad uh-huh. infinitum. As she writes about, you know, hashtag feminist stuff. Like, for oh, example, she God, wrote she's about how a bullseye. Yeah. I mean, that's why, like, once again, don't use hashtag feminist unless you're looking to rumble. Um, mm-hmm. like she, you know, for example, she wrote that like she thinks rape jokes are stupid and people need to stop making them because there's no and she, like I agree with her. Her argument was thorough and correct and very persuasive i felt i mean i was already on board but i feel like if you were on the fence about whether or not rape jokes are funny or worthwhile reading her writing about that would make you say yeah they're bullshit cancel rape jokes right that kind of stuff opened her up to like epic trolling don't take rape jokes away from the trolls okay that's all oh, they have <laughs> they should just go on was it 8chan just go on yeah, H-chan. go on just, one of those just... Chan sites, 4chan, oh. 8chan. I think it's like a different number now. Go on there and go be gross together. Okay. Fine. You, your tribe is there. Yes. Uh, side note while I'm here, I'm, just, I'm remembering this. So, okay. I use Reddit a lot, as you all know. Um, sometimes I just like get up in the morning and read Reddit for a little bit while I'm having coffee. I get a lot of news from that. And I like seeing other people's mm-hmm. thoughts on things. And, you know, a couple weeks ago, Bill Cosby was released from jail. Um, you know, obviously an upsetting day for many of us. Um, his case was dismissed. You know, there were there were constitutional issues there. And I was reading an article in the comments about it on Reddit. And someone said on there, you know, I am a men's rights activist. And I actually post on the men's rights activist subreddit. And then he went on to say some other stuff. And none of it was offensive. And mm-hmm. I was like, huh, naive me. I didn't know there was a men's rights activist Reddit subreddit. And uh, this guy seems like a really reasonable guy. I'm well just spoken. Go- yeah, I'm just gonna go browse <laughs> oh, men's no. right activist subreddit. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. First off, don't do that. And now it's like Reddit thinks I'm interested yes. in men's rights <gasps> activists. So every time there's a like a trending post on there, it sends me a push notification, which I had to then turn off all my notifications for Reddit because I would get. It would be like, it would just show me like, here's a post that's trending. And I would just see the subject line and it would be like, why are women so lazy? Oh why do women God. think they can have, get abortions whenever they want and have babies whenever we want, they want. We should have to agree. And how will, I'm tired of hearing women talk about emotional labor. How about all the real labor that we men have been doing for our years? I was just like, oh. you want to go in? You want to hash it out with them, but it's it's a waste of time, right? Anyway, talk about trolling, right? 
that just, uh, yeah, that's like a breeding ground right yeah, there. Yeah, don't do it, guys. I know you're hearing me talk about this, and you're like, yeah, this is interesting. I just want to see how bad it is. No, it's bad. Just don't, don't do it. Just don't do it. Yeah. Um, you'll regret it. <laughs> you'll be really upset. I got really upset, actually. I mean, so, you can turn off your push notifications. So yeah, you I turned off my push it. notifications because, like, I could not figure out how to tell Reddit that I don't even follow that subreddit. I'm not interested. It's very offensive. Anyway, uh, in real life, you know, so Lindy West had one, I mean, she's had tons and tons of trolls, but she had one really intense, really epic troll story, which was when someone created a Twitter that alleged to be her recently deceased father. Like, I want to say her dad had passed away about a year and a half before this happened. The Twitter account, it's horrible. It used his photo. And the username was Paul West Dunzo. And the bio read, embarrassed father of an (gasps) idiot. Other two kids are fine, though. And his location was Dirt Hole in Seattle, which is where Lindy West is from. My God. I know. Fucking terrible, right? Once again, all this work, all this work to troll. Hey, how about we take all that intellectual curiosity, that energy, and put it into solving climate change. Anyway, yeah. everyone told Lindy West, ignore this guy. Just ignore him. He's going to go away, which we know is not true, right? She told The Guardian, quote, over and over, those of us who work on the internet are told, don't feed the trolls. Don't talk back. It's what they want. But is that true? Does ignoring trolls actually stop trolling? Can somebody show me concrete numbers on that? Anecdotally, I've ignored far more trolls than I fed, And my inbox hasn't become any quieter. When I speak my mind and receive a howling hurricane of abuse in return, it doesn't feel like a plea for my attention. It feels like a demand for my silence. Mm -hmm. And some trolls are explicit about it. If you can't handle it, get off the internet. That's a persistent refrain my colleagues and I hear when we confront our harassers. But why? Why don't you get off the internet? Why should I have to rearrange my life and change careers essentially because you wet your pants every time a woman talks? I love that. Yeah. I was like, exactly. Because it is uh, – Exactly. It's to silence us, right? Mm-hmm. It's to keep – If is. you don't like what someone's saying or you have a problem with women, people of color, trans people, whatever, it's an easy way to just del- erase them. Because the yes, reality yes. is that – You're bullying. Right. And the internet is real life, Okay. For many of us, it's where we do our jobs, it's how we conduct business, have conversations, stay in touch, buy things, pay our bills, you name it. Why should we be erased from it? Which is what happens when you ignore them, kind of. And you need to have like like serious like armor around your – your psyche when you are actually going into, you know, I mean, I, even you yourself, you know, when you're going into like feminist things or things that you know are just like troll magnets because someone's got to do it and the That's trolls right. are going to find whoever the hell it is. So, you know, yeah, maybe you're going to get silence. Hopefully you won't because that this is literally, you know, a dime a dozen is going to fucking happen. Um, but someone else hopefully will come along and be the voice. It'll just keep happening. Like, like the trolls have to be silenced. Right. Because we should be allowed to talk about feminism, racism, yeah. you know, anti-fat bias, workers' rights, all of these things without someone coming in and crushing it just mm-hmm. because they can. Because they're the meanest person on the internet, right? Right. Wanting to, wanting to silence you because whatever, for whatever reason, they don't like what you're saying. 
So Lindy West decided to feed the trolls. She -hmm. wrote an essay right after this happened for Jezebel called Don't Ignore the Trolls, Feed Them Until They Explode. Well worth a read will be linked in the show notes. And she said, quote, when we ignore the issue, leaving trolls to twist in the wind, not only does it not fix anything, it actively hurts us. It poisons healthy conversations. And more specifically, it actively drives women off the internet, Mm -hmm. out of the conversation, and back into our safe spaces, which is exactly what trolls want. They want us to shut up. They want us out of their territory. Basically, her argument is when we ignore trolls, we poison our culture. We're not there to offset the poison, you know. Our world, our culture, and the internet, that all belongs to us. So let's fight for it by feeding the trolls if that's what it takes. Mm-hmm. So she writes that she writes that essay, right? And um, she gets an email from the troll who created Whoa. the Twitter account. And he says, <gasps> hey, Lindy, I don't know why or even when I started trolling you. I guess he's one of those disorganized trolls that you were talking about, Kim. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, it wasn't because of your stance on rape jokes. I don't find them funny either. I think my anger towards you stems for your happy, from your happiness with your own being. It offended me because it served to highlight my unhappiness with my own self. I have emailed you through two other Gmail accounts just to send you idiotic insults. I apologize for that. I created the Paul West Dunzo at gmail.com account and Twitter account. I have deleted both. I can't say sorry enough. It was the lowest thing I had ever done. When you included it in your latest Jezebel article, it finally hit me. There is a living, breathing human being who is reading this shit. I am attacking someone who never never harmed me in any way and for no reason whatsoever. I'm done being a troll. Again, I apologize. I made a donation in memory to your dad, and I wish wow. you the best. Um, this is interesting to me because, like, so on Shrill, the character inspired by Lindy – you know, goes to confront the troll and actually gets weird and ugly. And like, please don't ever go to a troll's house to confront them. That's really dangerous. I did read some criticism of that episode where people were like, you know, I don't really think they should have shown her going to confront him because that could have gone really sideways in real life. It doesn't really like set uh, a good precedent there, a good example. Um, There is an amazing episode of This American Life where West actually talks to this guy, the troll. Whoa. And it's amazing. The segment is called Ask Not For Whom the Bell Trolls. It trolls for thee. We'll link to it in the show notes. It's about 20 minutes long. It's highly recommended. Highly recommended. Is it awkward? Yeah, it is. And this guy's just, he's just pitiful and mediocre and embarrassing. And he's he's embarrassed. He should be, right? Mm -hmm. Um. So I have my own story about feeding the trolls from my life, and it actually harkens all the way back to my space where it was a little <laughs> bit harder to troll people, you know? It's a story that involves head lice, hair dye, and Dylan. So <laughs> back in the day on MySpace, I have told all of you this many episodes ago, I was chosen as a cool new person. 
which meant that I all of a sudden got like tens of thousands of friend requests. So I looked very popular in MySpace. I was not popular in real life. Um, and I had tons and tons and tons and tons of so-called friends who I have, I did not know. They were faceless to me, you know? Um, so at the same time, I was a poor single mother, you know, working retail, working all the time. And I was broke. Like we got by, but we never had any extra money. Well, head lice rolled into our lives and it was terrible. It was like Dylan would get head lice. I'd have to leave work, which I would always get in trouble for this, even though like, you know, come on, shit happens. That's out of my control. Go pick them up from daycare. Take them home. Do I mean, if you've ever had to deal with head lice, uh-uh. you got to do the shampooing. It's like a special medication. It's kind of expensive when you are making $8 an hour. Yeah. You got to do all the combing. You have to wash everything in your house in hot water. If you live in an apartment like I did, you have to load up a, like a wagon and take it out to the laundromat and get like $20 worth of quarters and do it all. And you said, just this just kept happening, right? Someone else in daycare would get head lice and it would come back around again. And I was thinking like, wow, it's interesting. Like I haven't gotten head lice at all during all of this, you know, and I, when I'm at the daycare, you I got, play with the kids. You got some thick hair. It would have been a nightmare if I had. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went onto the internet. It was probably Ask Jeeves or something because this was the aughts. And <laughs> yeah. uh, the internet told me that head lice will not live in hair that has been colored, like with permanent hair color. It oh, changes some sort of texture of your hair follicles, of your strands of hair, and the shaft. Mm-hmm. I guess that's what it is. And so, like, lice, lice don't want to live there anymore. So – Head lice came around again, and I was like, I can't fucking take it anymore. My boss at work was like, are you even serious about this job? Or is like, is your kid really getting lice all the time? And I was like, yeah, um, unfortunately, I, I wish that this was not my life, okay? But it was, I was frightened, and I was broke. So I took Dylan to Walgreens. We went to the hair dye aisle, and I said, pick any color you want. We're going to go That's home and do something special hilarious. to your hair. So, Wait, what color was her hair then? Like, you know, like, I don't know, like light brown. I just wanted to know her options. Okay, yeah. So most <laughs> most options were available, right? Great. So great. Dylan chose like cherry red, mm-hmm. and it was permanent. And I was like, okay, this is cool. For, like whatever, you know. This will make it make more sense when this whole process happens. You know, we go home, we do it. It actually looks really cute. Um, and you know, I cut little bangs and stuff. Adorable. I posted this really cute picture of the two of us on MySpace. Well, let me tell you, the proto-trolls of MySpace had a field day. Oh, no. I, you know, come home, turn on my computer. I have hundreds of messages, all from young men, by the way. No women trolled me. No kidding. You fucking hipster slut. Like, why are you so obsessed with being hipster? And, like, you are abusing your child. And I bet your child's a slut like you. And just horrible stuff like that. Whoa. And I went one by one, maybe just for like 10 or 20 messages, copying, pasting, like, here's what really happened and telling them the whole story and being like, you know, I'm a single mother too. Like my daughter's father passed away. It's just me. Like I'm trying to keep it going. This is why I did it. And so many of these asshole teenage and young men wrote back to me and were just like, I'm so sorry. I had no idea. I know now that I should never just jump to judgments on the internet. Yeah. Whether they continue to do that or not is is unclear, but uh, that was the first time I exper- I had experienced that. Maybe maybe you turned some trolls around. Maybe I did. Like 
Maybe you stopped some trolls from continuing their trolldom. But I mean, also, like, it's not my job to do that. You know, uh, yeah. my space, I should just been able to report them to my space and they would have been obliterated from my space. What a, what a terrible situation that would have been for them. <laughs> you I know, that, that picture was so cute. Too. It was so and cute. Was I'll so share with psyched. you. To, I'll share with you to share on social media, but it was so cute. And you're like, guess what? We never had head lice again. All right. Oh, did you did you continue to dye her hair too? No, it's just like it just broke the cycle long enough. Where oh, like I'm sure it was still coming back in daycare, but it wasn't cho- they weren't choosing to migrate onto Dylan's head. And so eventually the head lice moved out of daycare, you know? This was like the fourth oh. time, I want to say in six months. It was terrible. That must you know? have been so stressful. It was so stressful. It was so stressful. And like it worked. And thank you, internet, you know, for helping yeah. me solve thank that. Thank you, problem. Jeeves. So I guess it's saying, yes, thank you, Jeeves, that you can – there is value in feeding the trolls, but maybe not in the, like, like cussing them out and, you know, getting nasty with them. Like, you kind of have to take that professional voice high road and humanize yourself. Because you got to remember in the last episode, we talked about how one of the causes of this bad behavior on the internet is people, like, not – I, I mean, this. I it's hard for me to understand because I always see people on the internet as people, but a lot of people don't see people on the internet as people, which is, I mean, that's a whole other thing, right? That's true, yeah. But, like, they don't see you as a human just like them. And so, once again, though, do I think it's your job to go out there and educate the world about not being a jerk? No. These people just should not even feel like they're going to get away with that behavior in the first place. And that would come from the social media platforms, like, you know, disabling them, right? So, Kim, have you heard about all this stuff with Chrissy Teigen? You know, I have explored some of it, it's, but not it's, a lot. It's pretty appalling. Hold on, I'm opening another drink. It's really hot in here. Um, yeah, I've like never, I've never been really like involved in Chrissy Teigen. You know, I don't have any of her cookbooks or anything, but sometimes. You'll, like, encounter a BuzzFeed listicle of, like, the most funniest tweets Chrissy Teigen ever did or something. And, you know, I will say there were a couple times over the years where I would, you know, see a tweet from Chrissy Teigen and I would be like, ooh, I don't like mm. that. You know, like, it's just, it's it's going over a line. I can't, I can't, I'm just not into it. But, you know, there was a lot of, a lot of stuff came out recently about how Chrissy Teigen had been bullying all kinds of people via Twitter specifically one example being Courtney Stodden telling them that they wished that they would die, wishing they would commit suicide, both sending direct messages, but also tweeting stuff like this. Wait, who is Courtney Stodden again? So Courtney Stodden um, is famous in the early aughts for being like 16 and marrying this like 50-something-year-old guy. It's fucked up. If anything, you should be sympathetic and, and concerned about Courtney Stodd and not threatening, like, I don't know, just not bullying them. It's really fucked up. And I just, you know, I know, like, I don't want to talk about cancel culture here, like, argue it either way, but there's got to be some accountability for Chrissy Teigen because it's ugly. I don't like it. But Chrissy Teigen is an example of someone who seems like a decent person. I don't think anybody out there is saying she's a monster, but she's engaging in some really bad behavior. Like, you, I'm, like, the stuff that she was saying to Courtney Stodden is inexcusable, you know? 
And it's like that role model thing too. Yeah. Like you are a role model to a lot of people. Exactly. Exactly. You have a platform where you could make positive change in this world and this is what you're doing. And she did post a kind of weird – I don't know. It wasn't a good apology on Medium where she said, you know, I was a troll full stop and I'm so sorry. But I felt like she was sort of turning it around and centering herself there. And really, she should have been apologizing to people when she wasn't. Did, did anything happen? Did she? Was, were there any ramifications? I think she lost some of her partnerships and collaborations, okay. which is, you know, hey, that's what needs to happen. I w- that's great. If I yeah, found exactly. out that a brand that I loved was partnering with her, I would definitely let them know in a very polite business-like tone that I will not be buying from them again in the future, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So Chrissy Teigen and other – I mean, yes, rich, famous, model, beautiful, all that stuff. But nonetheless, a normal person who turned – was doing some bad stuff on the internet. Basically, it could happen to anyone, right? So let's talk a little bit – this is the last part of this episode – about how we can avoid being a troll ourselves, right? And this is kind of taking everything we've learned so far about why people troll and, you know, turning it around on ourselves, using it as sort of a checklist when we're about to to just totally flame someone on the internet. So first off, be aware that you're saying these things to an actual real person just like you – even if you went on, like, I think people think Diet Prada is faceless. There are people running Diet Prada who read those comments, mm-hmm. you know. Um, how would you feel to hear those words said to you? And would you say that to someone's face in real life? And what would you expect to happen if you said that to someone in real life? Lastly, is there a better way to say what you're saying And do you really need to say it at all, you know, Mm -hmm. like to just be like, this post sucks. I hate it. Like, what does that do? (laughs) Right? (laughs) I just don't even think, I think you can skip it, right? Next, I was like, hey, bitch, this post sucks. Yeah, just skip it. You know, you're not doing anything there. You're just (laughs) embarrassing yourself. Next, take a cool (sighs) period. If you read something that's got you really riled up and you're about to go ham on someone, wait a few hours and see then if you still feel like lashing out in the same way. It's going to give you a time. I feel like this is this is good for also for emails for <laughs> no, people where you're me. just like – I get emails all like, the time oh where I'm like, God. take a step back. Totally. I, I agree. Like, I just need to – like, and you like immediately start like responding and then you're like, okay, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let me just – you know what? I think it's better if I just chill out for a minute. Go take a walk. Yeah. Go take a walk because it helps you, you know, yeah, it helps you process it I mean, a I think it's more. good anyway. for any any situation like that, you know, where you're like seeing something that you didn't want to hear, you know? Yeah. I Also, I think that like taking that time to sort of cool off gives you a chance to maybe rethink what you were going to say and how you were going to say it. It also gives you a chance to reread the post or caption that riled you up in the first place or the email, right? Look for some nuance there. Perhaps you didn't read it at all in the first place. You saw the image and got riled up and never read the caption, right? Or vice versa. Go really see what's going on there. Educate yourself about this situation that's upsetting you. You might still be upset after you do that. You might be more upset. But at least you're going to be coming from a perspective of like understanding what's going on here fully, Mm -hmm. right? 
Next, ask yourself, what is my intended outcome here? What do I want to happen here? Do I want to correct someone because they're sharing misinformation, like in the case of Rita, right? Do I want to have a dialogue with someone about something we disagree on? Okay. You know, a a polite, you know, not shitty dialogue, right? Or are you just angry and you just wanted to get it out somewhere? Can like make someone feel bad. Yeah, did you are you having a bad day and you just want someone else to also? Can right. there be a good outcome? This is an important question because sometimes mm-hmm. there's not gonna be. Can there be a good outcome by confronting this person here on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, what have you? Like, is that even possible? Because why expend the emotional energy? And like, seriously, much like when I was saying earlier, like when you ask brands and retailers questions about like, you know, using forced labor, paying, you know, fair wages, that kind of stuff. Other people see that and they actually learn from that and it excites their curiosity. Other people see you being a jerk too and it has an impact on them. It's not good. It's not good. Another thing to ponder in this situation is, and this one's really important actually. I feel like this one is the most effective one of all. Would you be embarrassed if someone you care about saw what you said in that DM or comment? Like like the cat the, the the cat lady. Yeah, exactly. Because I saw it and then I was like, I don't want to be friends with her anymore. No. Uh, exactly. Like because like she's just gonna she's gonna turn on you one of these days. Right, right. And so like I think that, you know, because we talked about how social media, the internet feels anonymous to us, that like mm-hmm. no one will witness our bad behavior. And I think you need to treat it that way. That like if you were out with your friends and you saw someone and you didn't like what they were wearing or the looks of them and you went over and went on a tirade towards them, your friends would be mortified. You would be out of the friend group, right? And you would not feel good about yourself for getting in, like for doing that. You wouldn't do it in the first place. I know you wouldn't. Don't do it on the internet. Listen, you never know when someone's going to Google your name and see you being an asshole. You never know when Instagram's going to change the algorithm and suddenly I'm going to start seeing all the things that Kim comments on that I don't follow. That's what happened on Facebook, you know? It Mm -hmm. outed a lot of people who were up to no good. Next, you have to recognize, and this is a hard one even for me, that you don't always have to get the last word. And that most problems (laughs) will never be solved via social media. I know. It's shocking. But if it's a subject or a cause you're really passionate about, get involved in your community. Make a donation. Call your elected representatives. Do volunteer work. Don't argue with people about it on the internet because it's probably not going to work out. You know, I do have an idea. Oh. If if you are being – if there's a troll and you see a troll, all you have to do is tell them they should listen to the department. Yeah, <laughs> troll just send them episode. that way. That's great. You know, we ask you to mm-hmm. share it with other people. This is yeah. a great way. Just send all the trolls Kill to us. Kill two birds with one stone. Send the trolls to us. I'm going to set them straight um, if only. But, you know, I think – most of the time arguing with someone on the internet isn't going to like about wearing a mask. Like unfortunately that person on Instagram who's posting 
anti-mask stuff or making fun of people with masks, their conversation with you is probably not going to change their mind on it. Their mind is made up. I will say though, and this is going back to Rita, if you know that something someone is saying is fundamentally untrue, Mm -hmm. send them links to the correct information because Mm -hmm. knowledge is power. And some people just don't know how to get the right information. They're getting their information from bad sources. And I really- Or don't have information. They're just like making it up. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Or they heard it third hand from someone at the gas Mm -hmm. station. You know, like I- Exactly. I, one of my tactics, if someone's only being moderately trolly to me, is to, you know, bury them in information. (laughs) It's like kind of like killing them with kindness, but it's with information. (laughs) And generally, killing them with statistics. <laughs> generally, they just like go away or they're sorry, but they never come back mm-hmm. to fight with me again. You know, so that those are my tips. Um, some, you know, most of these were derived from lots of other stuff I read. Um, some of them I have learned in my own experience. Some of them were just drawn from all the stuff we've talked about so far. So, if you have other suggestions for how to stop yourself from trolling how you rein in your impulse to like not to be a jerk on the internet, please, please send them our way because, you know, at least a quarter of us are trolling, if not more, you know? So there's a lot of us out there who have caught ourselves maybe, maybe just doing some like unsavory things on the internet recently. Some light trolling. (laughs) Some light trolling casual. No, you know what? I'm going to stay in tonight. I have some trolling to do. (laughs) Said no one ever. Once again, it goes back to this idea of like, you wouldn't want to be embarrassed. And the thing is like, listen, I've talked to people who are like, you know, there have been some times I've been an asshole on the internet and it affected me too. Like it made me feel like a bad person. Like the moment, that momentary feeling of like, aha, I'm showing you evaporated really fast. Mm -hmm. And then I felt worse than ever. And we don't need that. You know, bad behavior breeds bad behavior. Bad vibes create more bad vibes. Like if you lash out and make someone else feel shitty, they're going to make someone else feel shitty. You feel shitty. People who saw the comments feel shitty. And then we're just all like, you know, I'm already Ugh, so it's upset. Just, just shit flying everywhere. Yeah, there's so many other things to be upset about right now. Like I can't take on one more. And so let's mm-hmm. let's look out for one another that way. Yeah, and if you see someone being trolled, step in. If you know something, help them. And ask them to listen to the department. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the, not the real trolls, but like like some other cool people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, well, that's, oh, we, don't that's, want, we, don't, we don't want troll center. No, please right? don't. I can't handle it. I mean, unless you think it's just like um, they were just trying out being a troll and they, they want to quit, you know, maybe then. I don't know. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's all I have about trolls. Uh, it was really fun to break it all down. I feel like I learned a lot. I've definitely been thinking about the interactions I've had on the internet and I am approaching them differently too. Um, and the way I deal with like negativity on the internet. And I hope that, you know, it will have the same impact on you. I think it's so helpful and it's really great that you actually brought this up because I think it's, I think it's like a, a private pain that people are dealing with. I think constantly. so too. Cause it's embarrassing and you're supposed to not care mm-hmm. because the internet isn't real. Well, guess what people, the internet mm-hmm. is real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right well that's all i have so i guess we'll be back next week bye bye